Hello everybody. This is Noah from A Conversation with Open Minds. Um, I am a third of the triad that um, you normally get to hear um, whenever we make our one of our famous, world famous, can I say world famous? Can I make that claim? Why not? Uh, podcast recordings. So what I'm going to talk about today is, um, this is a short that I've been thinking of actually kind of living through thinking of in the sense that it's just part of what my day today is and what I need to prepare myself for the future. Um, and that's what this podcast about is the future, our kids, us, um, when we, you know, our kids, when we are kids, um, the world seemed much different. Our lives seemed much different. I don't know if it was just because of our size, uh, physically, you know, when you're small in elementary school, everything seems so big. Um, you know, the grownups seem gigantic, the cars and trucks and everything just seems so crazily out of proportionally huge. Um, and then you get older and you're like, I don't remember it being quite like that. It seemed different somehow now as an adult, um, the perspective that we gain as adults, um, I guess it's good and bad, but it's unavoidable. So what I'm going through now, and it's kind of a weird process and it's different for everybody. I mean, some people don't even have kids, but my oldest child is getting ready to graduate high school and move, basically move out of the house and go to college. Now it's not that far away. It's about a hundred miles away. <sighs> but as I say that, it's a big deal, right? Um, some people, some parents, um, boot their kids out of the house as soon as they're 18. Um, you know, some parents can't wait to get to the empty nest status. Um, for me and my wife too, I don't want to speak for her, but in our conversations, we kind of have the same thought process that someday they will move out and we'll have to make that adjustment. And it'll probably be nice not having to clean up after the kids, not having to deal with their messes, not having to buy their food, their clothes, their stuff. But then again, so much a part of our lives were dedicated to that. Um, when the kids were babies, I mean, that's all we did was, you know, take care of them completely. So, and as they get older, you kind of wean off of that, you know, take care of everything. Um, and it's different for girls and boys, you know, what, um, mothers and fathers do for the different children and the different ages and the different stages but they're still your kids and you're still their parent. And I look at my parents, my mom and my dad are still around. Um, thank goodness. And, you know, I just try to think of what their perspective is when it came to me and my sister and, and, you know, their kids and how they changed over time. And here they are, um, in their seventies watching their kids in their thirties and forties. Well, no, actually we're both in our forties. I take that back. Um, you know, as we get older, um, you know, and kind of make the transitions that they went through and for myself and my sister, we were very different children, people, personalities than my kids are to me and my wife. So, um, which is in a good way, um, something that my wife and I don't have to deal with because I was not a great kid. I mean, I was a good kid, I suppose, but not a good student. I got into trouble. Um, I didn't get good grades. Uh, me going to college was, I guess, kind of a pipe dream. It's something I thought I would do because my mom went and my dad kind of expected me to go. But 
the reality of me thinking about going into college wasn't something that I really realized. I couldn't visualize it. I just kind of thought I would, you know, for me, become an architect, um, which is funny because once I started to go to school for it in college, community college back then, and started to work for an architect, that's when I realized I didn't want to do this, which, you know, it's like, oh, okay, now that I'm trying to do it and I don't want to do it, what do I do? So my daughter, on the other hand, she's kind of more open. She has an idea. She has a vision, but she's not exactly sure what she wants to do, which I think, and I've said this to people, is that I think she's at a more of an advantage because she's not dedicated to something per se, other than just, you know, going to college. And money's not so much an issue. We have some money set aside. She's got some scholarships. She's a very smart kid. She gets good grades. Um, so I'm not really worried about that sense, that aspect of it. Um, but I'm just, what worries me the most is the moving out part, the living on their own part. And I've tried, and my wife has tried to make them into, you know, good people, you know, our kids turning into people, adults, and it's a hard transition and it's a hard thing to gauge and to realize. And once you think that you've done a lot, you realize, oh, there's a whole lot more to do. So it's very unnerving and I feel stressed in ways that I didn't think I would be stressed. And I'm sure I'm stressed in ways that I don't even realize that I'm stressed. Um, but through it all, it will happen. Um, our kids are going to grow up. They're going to become adults. Um, we're going to become as parents, the empty nesters. We're not going to have to, you know, take care of a house full of kids, maybe grandkids someday. But, um, that is so much farther in the future that we'll save that podcast for another time, but it's just different. It's a different feeling. It's a different thought process. And I'm trying to um, not overly prepare myself and her for the transition. Um, she's moving into some friends into an apartment. Um, so I'm trying to think of things that they might need, but I don't want to get everything that they're going to need. I want them to do that as well, which is part of the process, letting them take care of things on their own. But, you know, they just don't have any experience with that. And I know that the best way to learn things is through experience. Um, the hardest lessons that we learn in life are usually the ones that we fail at. Those are the ones you remember. Um, but there's a big difference between, you know, falling down when you're learning how to ride a bike, falling down and scraping your knee versus riding into a busy highway. And, you know, that kind of injury you probably won't recover from. So I tend to think in worst case scenarios, as you might have just guessed, but I also don't want to kid myself that everything will be fine all the time and that there will be nothing to worry about ever at all. Um, so it's a bit of a balancing act and everybody's different, you know, obviously, like I said, too. Um, so I need to figure out for me where my balance is, you know, um, thinking about trying to prepare them and her and myself for her living on her own a hundred miles away um, with a car with, um, you know, taking care of rent, going to school, um, pretty much adulting, um, having never really adulted. Um, so we're going to see, we'll see what happens. Um, there's always the contingencies about, you know, okay, if everything falls apart, 
you know, she's always welcome here. Um, she's going to be doing most of her classes, if not all of them currently online. Um, and then as the semesters go by, she'll be able to do more. Um, she'll be able to do some on campus and things of that nature. She knows somebody that's going to be on the campus that is um, a graduate, not student, actually, they're a, a, a professor. I believe they're a full professor there, but they're young. They just graduated with their PhD a few years ago. So um, I don't want to speak for her, but she's really cool. And she was so nice to help us go up there and kind of, um, you know, look at things, talk about things and, and really help my daughter kind of feel comfortable in the sense that, okay, this is where she wants to go to school. So I feel confident of all that. Um, the other thing that kind of sticks in the back of my head, too, is um, being a girl, a female, going to college, that in and of itself is frightening. I don't care if she's going to school right around the corner or if it's a thousand miles away. That is horrifying. Um, even if I went out and got her a hundred guns and turned her into John Wick, bad things can still happen. And even though um, there's no way to control everything, like I said, I would much prefer a scrape on the knee than careening into the freeway obviously. So I need to control that aspect of myself and my psyche and my thinking. Um, but I'm trying to get things in place to help her prepare, um, get her some experiences with um, self-defense, with weapons, with, um, you know, thinking about these kinds of things. You know, like when people travel overseas, um, there's kind of a, a litany of things to kind of take into account from people that have been there that kind of talk about what the local situation is like and, you know, what the local life is like. So we will see, we will see, we will see, but you know what? It happens. It happens whether we like it or not. Um, our kids grow up as adults. We grow older. Um, as I prepare to move my daughter up, um, north out of my house. I'm also preparing to move my father from the south up to the north to uh, move up here to our location. Um, not that anything bad is happening. He's not moving into an assisted living. It's just a different living arrangement uh, for him, um, for some other family members as well. But it should all be really good. I think it's going to help everybody out, but it's a big deal for him. Um, he's moving away from the only city he's really ever lived in other than San Francisco for a few years back in the late 60s and early 70s, which I got to admit, that's pretty cool. My parents were pretty cool people. Um, I might use different um, adjectives to describe them as parents, um, especially when I was in high school and they were parenting me. Um, life was quite different for me and them back then. But... Um, and, you know, when it comes to our kids, you kind of want them to have all the cool experiences. Um, you know, you want them to skydive, skydive out of an airplane. You want them to go to, um, you know, see the Northern Lights, to hike the Appalachian Trail, to do everything and anything that, that they want to do. But as parents, it's tough. The only rules that I have for my kids is that... Um, I want them to be healthy and happy and however that manifests itself um, in the positive ways, healthy and happy. Um, I don't care if they're successful. I don't care if they're struggling, which I guess I kind of do. That's probably not healthy and happy um, overall, but um, you know, healthy and happy. And I think I've said this before, but I'll leave you with this. 
from an early age of my kids, when I became a parent, um, I kind of formulated because, you know, I do a lot of thinking. Um, I overthink my thinking. Can you figure that one out? That's like thinking cubed. I don't know. Maybe it's thinking squared. I'm overthinking my overthinking, which is funny. Anyway, um, so I came to realize that for as a parent and my kids that I had three baselines that I didn't want to go below when it came to my kids. Yeah, we talked about this. I remember Randall loves this and um, most people kind of find it humorous too, but I find it so serious that these are the three things that I don't want my kids to fall behind in or under or succumb to is that I don't want them to ever have a felony conviction. Um, They can get in trouble with the police. They can go to jail. They can get misdemeanors. They can get fines. There's all sorts of things that can happen that we can deal with. Um, that are workarounds, but felony convictions are so devastating. Um, not to say that you're a bad person. You get wrongly convicted. Maybe you get rightly convicted, but then you change your life. A felony conviction can mess you up in so many ways that you have no idea about, nor do you ever want to find out about. Now, I've never experienced this myself. I've been blessed, but I've gotten in trouble with the police over the years, um, as most people have, but... So that's rule number one, no felonies. The other thing is addictions. Now, when I say addictions, obviously there's sugar, there's coffee, um, chocolate. But when we talk about addictions, I'm talking about alcohol, um, drugs, things that ruin your life. Um, I know people that say they're and probably could be addicted to marijuana pot, which I can see there's some truth to that. Cigarettes is another thing. You know, if you can get addicted to cigarettes, I suppose you could get addicted to pot. Um, I've smoked pot in my youth and it was the, the fun of it, the looking forward to it. It was kind of the social aspects that I really liked the most. Um, so there's a little bit of the addiction to that, but I don't think it's nearly as hard to break an addiction of marijuana, um, or some other kind of drugs than it would be for alcohol, um, or the harder drugs like heroin the opiates. Those are the devastating ones. And it's funny that alcohol is legal. Marijuana isn't. And, um, yeah, just deal with that. So no felonies, no addictions. And the third thing is don't get pregnant or don't get anyone else pregnant until you're done with school. And I mean, college, I mean, trade school. I mean, when you're, when you have a kid, that's when everything changes. Um, and in ways that you have no idea how they're going to change. Um, your perspective is different. Your life is different. There's so many things about everything that's different. So no felonies, no addictions, and no pregnancies until after college. And I mean that for the boys too, because if you're a dad and you're still trying to graduate college, good luck. Anyway, I've hit the 15 minute mark and I thought I was going to be able to wrap it up. So I'm just going to say a few more things to wrap it up because I'm done talking and I think you're done listening. So thank you all for listening. And, um, Always remember to have a conversation with an open mind.